Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is the Non-Fungible Podcast, NFP with D. Klein. Now proudly sponsored by the Koi Network, where you can mint atomic NFTs on-chain and get paid when your creations attract real traffic. Now you can find this podcast and you can dive deeper into blockchain trends on Cointelegraph magazine. Just go to www.cointelegraph.com magazine. My guest today is the CMO of DeviantArt, Liet Gerwitz. All right, Liet Gerwitz, thank you so much for joining me on NFP. It's uh, great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Now you were telling me you're way out in Tel Aviv. That's I hope that was okay to say that on the show. Um, <laughs> give away okay, your location. I'm not, give, no. I'm not giving my personal address, so it's okay. <laughs> it's a big okay. city. You can try and find me. <laughs> okay, good opsec there. That was smart. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, here in Canada, yeah. I get all these phone calls. You know, that are just fake ones saying, you know, oh, you need to report to. Uh, tax agency or whatever i don't know if that's a problem right. in tel aviv but it's an annoying thing here i think it's an annoying thing around the world uh, yeah, okay they... i didn't know if it was you know a universal experience <laughs> yeah you can't you can't escape them <laughs> top tip for the audience if you're being asked to pay the tax agency in your jurisdiction with crypto or with apple itunes cards it's probably fake yeah, probably best not to answer that. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for being here. So uh, you have been with uh, a DeviantArt. Wow, I almost lost the name there for a second there. You've been with DeviantArt as the chief marketing officer for some time now. And prior to that, of course, you were with Wix.com, which is kind of the overarching umbrella corporation that owns DeviantArt, correct? Correct. So that's, I mean, when I think back years ago i mean wix was like it it's something that's like uh ubiquitous in terms of people wanting to create websites wanting to uh you know get into that scene and then of course deviant art was ubiquitous i was saying before the show in that pretty much every person's daughter has had a deviant art account um and many people my age also have deviant accounts of course my experience with it is my daughter uh, and i'm sure that's true for many many others out there that that's their connection to right it. I think so many people have either come across the DeviantArt themselves mm -hmm. or have family members. I mean, we've been around now for, we just celebrated our 21st birthday. So DeviantArt right. has been around for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I have a faint recollection of her. I don't know exactly how it worked. The monetization elements, I think that's changed a lot over time, probably. I recall her earning some kind of tokens or something, or was that ever a thing? Right, we, we still have points on the platform. Mm -hmm. So you can earn in points on the platform, which you can then pay with it's our own um, currency on the platform. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also cash them out. They are worth actual uh, money. Oh, and, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. And you she can might have a nest egg there that I'm not aware of. I don't know. Whether <laughs> <laughs> she should check it out um, for sure. Uh, and of course, you can also get paid. You can also earn in just regular currency. Mm -hmm. So, whatever your preference. So the cashing out part—that's what PayPal or something, or how's that working? Right. So um, you can cash out to PayPal. We're actually 
just getting ready this week to announce a new integration with BitPay, so you can also cash out in crypto if you prefer. Awesome. Um, yeah. Wow. So obviously, DeviantArt isn't technically speaking an NFT platform. It's it's been around long before NFTs ever existed. I mean, when was DeviantArt founded? When was it created initially? Right. So in two thousand. Oh wow. Okay. So you're yeah. talking right during you know pets.com and amazon <laughs> going to zero or not zero but the huge crash and yet deviant art made it through that yeah so deviant art really I, you, today we have over 65 million registered users on the platform wow okay. so and half a billion pieces of art so really we've been around with the web for a really long time uh, many, many digital artists have grown up on the platform. Mm -hmm. So a lot of artists, a lot of art. Yeah. And of course, you know, many different genres on there as well, right? Because you right. do have, I I'm, I was listening to you on another show and I know you're into the uh, 3D digital art. Right. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm curious about, um, in terms of the growth of that, surely there must be on the radar uh, for DeviantArt considerations about blockchain. Absolutely. I think, you know, over the years, it's always been our goal just to empower artists to grow and succeed. Uh -huh. And we've always evolved as a platform to meet their needs um, in terms of what they're looking to do. So, of course, we're thinking about what NFTs mean for artists and how we connect and integrate there. Uh -huh. um, the first piece that was most important to us was around our NFT protect solution that we released. Uh -huh. um, you know, artists on the platform were, I mean, it's always been an issue, art theft. It's not anything new. Right. Um, it's why originally we developed our technology for our own platform called DeviantArt Protect. Uh -huh. um, so it's our deep learning image recognition model, which helps um, safeguard our artists' work on DeviantArt. Uh -huh. And um, we had an incident um, in February of last year uh, when we decided that we wanted to actually extend that technology beyond our platform also to the space of NFTs and the blockchain. Mm -hmm. So um, at that point, actually, we had a really well-known artist on the platform um, who passed away. Her name um, is King Han, or she's known as Kinney on mm -hmm. DeviantArt. And these actually made NFTs of her work after she'd passed away. Mm. and. It was a really devastating experience for the DeviantArt community, um, for the other artists on the platform, and also for us as a team. And that was really what triggered us um, to start seeing if what we were already developing for our own platform could be extended outside um, to the blockchain as well. Uh -huh. And we realized that we could apply that same technology to help safeguard Deviant um, outside the platform and start identifying NFTs that originated from artwork submitted on DeviantArt, um, where the minter was not necessarily the owner of the original artwork, and that would be alert, an alert for potential art infringement. Mm -hmm. So we let artists know uh, where we recognize those scenarios, and then it's up to them to decide if they want to file a complaint, or potentially, you know, it could be the artist, it could be the artist collaborating with someone, so we don't automatically do anything, but we do alert artists to that happening. Hmm. Is there a way for artists on the platform to 
link to a particular address that shows that that is their identity. Say, for example, this artist um, that's a very prominent artist on DeviantArt might start minting. And then, of course, if they do have an address on that platform, anyone could plainly see, okay, that is that artist or not. Right. So I think one of the huge advantages of DeviantArt and Imp having a long-term profile on the platform is exactly that, because mm -hmm. you can point back to when you published a piece on DeviantArt. You know, everything is timestamped on the platform. You have the history of all the comments. Obviously, that piece is connected to your profile, which probably has other artwork on it, which probably looks similar in some way to that piece, mm -hmm. again, giving a level of validation. So it's definitely one tool that artists can use to prove ownership over their art. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because, you know, in the last 20 years, of course, DeviantArt came from being like the new way of putting your art on the internet and to now approaching this other new way that's kind of come along and you've kind of become in a sense like the establishment that is now looking at this new kind of group that's entered the space and it's kind of turned the tables. I mean, there must be an element of like, hey, we got to do something to react to this innovation that's happening around us. Right. So, I mean, we're already reacting. I think mm -hmm. you can see by well, some reacting of maybe the... is the right word. Hopefully you're being proactive, I would guess. Right. Yeah. I think we're definitely looking forward now as to how else um, we integrate in the NFT space. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, on, on DeviantArt as a platform, we have a long history um, of artists creating um, different kinds of what we call adoptables or collectibles mm -hmm. um, on the platform. So I think that that, you know, kind of um, behavior and, and engagement with art is something that is similar in many ways to what you see um, with NFTs. So those are definitely areas that we're thinking about how would that match up. And then the other area that we see a lot is because we have so many artists who have a history of their art on the platform uh -huh. is, you know, those artists looking for to potentially create um, NFTs of their work and how, how they would do that. So you know, I don't have any major news to announce to you today <laughs> other than saying that, you know, we agree. We're, we're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, we want to do things in, in the right order, right? So mm -hmm. the very first thing for us was providing protection to artists first. For sure. That, um, that makes total sense. You must be in a bit of an interesting spot, though, because I'm sure you have both sides. You, I'm sure you have people that don't like the concept of NFTs. We read enough about that in the media to know. It's there's, such there's a polarizing a very, topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are your reactions? What are your thoughts on that when, you know, because I'm sure you've had people on DeviantArt saying, there's no way I want to do this as an NFT. The NFTs are a ripoff, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's the environmental question a lot of people bring up. Right, right. So first of all, I think we see absolutely both sides uh -huh. um, of the spectrum on the platform. We have artists um, who are already doing NFTs and um, seeing a lot of success doing NFTs. Uh -huh. um, we, and then we have artists who are completely against NFTs for a number of reasons. Some of those because of the environmental concerns, some of those more because of the um, social concerns, what it means for artists, um, you know, the fact that it's empowering a few, maybe going, you know, letting more of the stronger artists succeed and less about growing younger artists. So we kind of see I'm, I'm all sure. of the... Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. So I think to really see success with NFT, you have to have 
some kind of fan base, you have to have mm. built, um, you know, a community or a following in order for people to be willing to spend significant money um, mm-hmm. on your art. So, you know, one of the concerns in the art community is, is NFTs just empowering artists who are already successful as opposed to allowing kind of the up and coming artists to develop um, as well. Yeah. And I think one well, of the Well, because there is that cost there, especially, right? Like, right. you know, obviously on DeviantArt, there isn't a cost to putting your art up on the platform. Right. 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 So that is a barrier. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. No, absolutely. So I think, you know, we see all sides of, you know, the conversation and we hear everyone. There are also obviously things that we as a company would want to be... Um, you know, cautious of and and take care if we were to do anything. Certainly the environmental issues are a concern Mm -hmm. for us as well. Um, But there are ways of doing it in a responsible manner. And, you know, like any, I think it's true for any kind of monetization. It's not just NFTs, right? That it's not for every artist. Not every artist can monetize in the same way. So, you know, some artists can sell subscriptions. Some artists can sell prints. Some artists can sell NFTs or want to sell you know that kind of art so we kind of look at look at it in that same viewpoint that it's going to be for some of the artist community not for all but we want to empower artists who do want to take those tracks to be able to do it Mm -hmm. it's an interesting issue though the art theft one because i've seen it in the nft space as well from one nft to another not just from you know an outside platform Right. Right. Um, Of course, within the NFT space, it's relatively easy to just check and go, okay, this is this artist's address. Right. But of course, with when you're dealing with outside works coming into the NFT space and maybe not doing it legitimately, can you tell us a little bit about how that protection service works? Sure. So as I mentioned, we have our machine learning model. Essentially, Mm -hmm. what we do is we scan the public blockchain for um, images that are are very similar to art already submitted on our platform. So obviously we're only providing protection for art already submitted on DeviantArt. And the idea is to to identify potentially infringing art, right? Because Mm -hmm. this is really important. It's not always going to be 100% match, right? A, it could be variations of the work that the artist has done. Sometimes artists have different names, emails, accounts, whatever that they're listing artwork under. So it could very well be the same person um, just using a different name um, or account. And as I mentioned as well, collaborations and things of the sort. Mm -hmm. But um, the idea is that we let artists know, hey, we found this piece that looks like this piece that you have on DeviantArt. Go check it out and then decide what you want to do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think that it is your artwork that's being um, stolen, then you can reach out um, to that NFT marketplace and ask them to take it down. So that's more or less how how the product works. Right. But I was also reading that you did some collaborating with OpenSea. Am I correct? Like, what right. did so that take that, it to some other level of cooperation there? or? So the collaboration is around the scanning of the blockchain, right? So essentially, um, we need access to various blockchains in order to be able to scan them for. um, So at the moment, that's the level of the collaboration. We do hope moving forward that we will be able to collaborate with 
multiple marketplaces in terms of streamlining that process for artists, right? So that it's much easier um, to do that outreach and filing your complaint. Mm. So what's your experience with that? Like I'm imagining if I was a more prominent artist on DeviantArt, uh, I could be playing basically whack-a-mole with these art thieves where, you know, on a daily basis, there's stuff just getting... I have to tell you that that like is exactly it... the term that I, I hear that right? so many artists using. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think that's definitely the, the feeling for certain artists, right? That it's, you know, it's great that we're providing the service, at least alerting them. It's the only one um, of its kind available, but it still doesn't prevent the art theft, right? And it's still leaves that responsibility with the artist of going and reaching out to whatever marketplace and saying, hey, that's my art that somebody mm -hmm. stole. Um, so there's still that level of frustration there. And I think the biggest pain for artists really is just the fact that somebody would steal their art. You know, it's mm -hmm. some, yeah, I'm sure you know this as an artist yourself. This is your blood, sweat and tears that you <laughs> pour into this work. And then the fact that somebody would just take that and then go and try and pass it off as their own um, and sell it. And I think the thing with NFTs that's so much more frustrating is because, you know, once something is minted in the blockchain and it's sold, it's that you can't undo it right now. Mm. It's done. So yeah, but it wouldn't be on my that, address, though, right? Like it's not on your address, but a piece of your work is now in the blockchain as somebody else's. Right, 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 right. See, because so to me, it's like, well, it's not signed by any, me anyway, so. Right. I don't know if I, I mean, I'm coming from a different angle here. I don't know if it bothers me. I maybe, I mean, you know, and that's up to the individual artists. Some might be more upset by that than others. But I mean, if someone, I don't know, you can clearly see that it's been signed by me on the blockchain, the actual work. So I don't know if that's... Right. I I think where an artist is actually actively selling NFTs and active mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. space, then there is probably less of a risk because yeah, then no, you have point. your profiles and then people can identify where you are signing your work and they can affiliate it with those accounts. I think the bigger concern is where I haven't, I, I'm either not, I don't want to, or I haven't started yet. And then suddenly right. this account pops up as if it were me selling my art and now I have to go and prove that that is an imposter and that that person has taken my art. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It would be, you know, I, I'm guessing, you know, when it comes to like the merchandise sizes, side as well, because that's also an element on Deviant, is it not? Right, you can so, still um, print and merchandise, yeah. Because if you get some platforms, like some competitors, say like Redbubble or Society6, excuse me, <clears throat> there is a lot, a lot, a lot of stolen art on those platforms. So right, absolutely. I think that's why I say this. It's not a new concept, art right. theft, right? And it's true in almost every space where you have creative work at play, right? And it's not just uh, for art; it's for music, it's for dance. It's, we can talk about any form of um, creative art. People experience art theft, mm -hmm. um, but I think that you know because the NFT space is so. I suppose up and coming and mm -hmm. the potential there for what you can make on the art um, just makes it feel so much more um, painful at the moment mm -hmm. for artists. Yeah, I hear you. It's interesting. I, what about you yourself? What's your experience with NFTs? So 
my experience is certainly not uh, in, in minting my work or selling them. I don't think that um, <laughs> anyone would be purchasing that. But um, obviously, I, <laughs> I live it vicariously through all of our artists. Um, so you wouldn't call yourself an artist? I would call myself an aspiring artist. Oh, okay. Uh, so Aren't we all I, aspiring artists? <laughs> I, I certainly love to to create, but um, I, I'm more of a hobbyist than a okay. than a professional. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And do you uh, shop around at NFTs? Do you look around on any platforms? I'm curious. I I absolutely do. Yeah. Um, I'm so interested. First of all, I I just I love art in general. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always been interested in in art of all kinds, but now especially because of the connection um you know to the space that our artists are active in it's something that i'm very curious about and trying to learn about all the time so you know i i want to see how artists are selling their art what they're creating how they promote themselves um you know learning as much about the space as we can mm -hmm. that's awesome and are you um with this, do you ever attend any, you know, like, you know how there's Clubhouse, Twitter spaces, so forth. Are there any that you uh, like to drop in on? I, I, I love to drop in. Um, I've done a lot of Twitter spaces recently, yeah. but I'm, I'm just, I'm mostly a listener there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not necessarily participating in the conversation, but um, I think hearing artists' perspective of kind of how they're getting themselves out there, how they're building up their community and their following, um, how they're learning from each other, sometimes collaborating, like all, all of that is just so interesting to, mm -hmm. to listen in on. Well, I mean, doing art. I, I, I mean, actually sorry, caught you on, on, I actually caught you on one a couple of weeks Did you? back. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which one? Was it the George Lopez one? Um, no. No. I can't remember. I, I really randomly, I just like went into Twitter and the space was having, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. So Maybe it I was Kevin in. Page. It might have been Kevin Page. Yeah. Okay. I think so. So I just, I just saw this uh, discussion going on. So I was listening in. Okay. Um, yeah. No, he's a great guy. He collected a few of my pieces. And I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's an actor on Seinfeld and Robocop, Babylon 5. Awesome guy. Right. Amazing artist, too. Like, this is one of these people that. He doesn't stop like he's doing the music That's true creative doing, service, yeah, yeah. art and he writes and he acts you know and he just loves the nft space the technology he's very passionate about it um but and also the really a thing i really appreciate about him is just he, he promotes the artists he collects which is really nice right like he really promotes right. the community so it's really cool to see that and of course you being the cmo of deviantart you know all about promoting i mean that's uh, your mission, right? So, what what do you see here with uh, Deviant Art in the next? Are there some big events coming up that uh, Deviant Art's participating in, or any promotional? Um, anything you want to mention about where you're going so, with the platform? Sure. I'm. I mean, at the moment, our our big news is we recently launched um, subscriptions on the platform, mm, so okay. artists can now sell subscriptions on Deviant Art. So. That's um, one of the big things that we're kind of um, hyping these days and, and talking about. Okay. Um, and so that, with I, the subscription, like, how does that work? What's, what's the benefit to the artist? So first of all, artists on DeviantArt um, already have 
you know, their following on DeviantArt. If you have sure. a profile on DeviantArt, you've built up a following, you have mm -hmm. fans um, who are on the platform anyway. So the idea is that you sell subscription to your content, right, to that fan base. And um, with DeviantArt, we have so many art fans um, coming to the platform every single day. So it just gives you access to this huge audience um, of people coming to the platform and a way to monetize on your work. But um, what a subscription is, is really different for every artist. So for some artists, um, subscription is access to exclusive work that you can't get somewhere else. Um, mm -hmm. For some of them, it's access to interaction with themselves. Maybe you get a direct uh, channel like a Discord that you can be part of with them. Um, for other artists, it's content around their work. So um, that could be time lapses of them actually doing the work or even um, educational content about how to create work. Mm. So, uh, you know, we have comic artists who release like the actual comics through subscriptions. So it could be many different forms. But, oh, that's you know, the cool. idea is what kind of content would you put out in a recurring form to your audience, right? And then they would subscribe to that get that exclusive content from you on an ongoing basis and is that implemented as of now or is that about to be implemented right that that is already live so you can go check that out on DeviantArt. okay interesting that's very cool uh the other thing i wanted to ask you about was the visibility problem like mm -hmm. i know you know you were mentioning before you know artists that are say newer or just getting started um in the you know say if you go on to open sea in the nft space it's just a deluge of new content constantly and i'm guessing right. deviant art i mean that's even a larger that's much much larger number of people on there how is an artist meant to get visible what do you recommend they do so i think you need to think about it really like almost any other social network or platform that you're going to be active on, right? So in DeviantArt, the community aspect is really important when an artist is on the platform, how you interact with other people on the platform. Um, you can do that by chatting with them, by joining groups or forums on the platform and connecting with people, um, by commenting on other people's work, um, you know, but you kind of build up that relationship with your community. and because we function um, as a social platform, so people can watch your profile, they can follow you um, on the platform. So that way, whenever you're doing anything new, they're gonna get notified about your work, right? Mm -hmm. So we have like our main browsing feed, but then we have a feed that we call watch, where you're only gonna see content from artists that you chose to watch. So it gives you kind of that direct line to your fan base, right? Where they're always going to be updated about anything that you're doing. So you can be posting art itself um, as deviations, which is, you know, digital um, versions of your art. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have the option to put up like status updates or journal posts, which are kind of like blog posts on our platform. So there's a lot of ways for you to get content out there to your audience and connect with them. And I think that once you're building up that following, so if you compare that, let's say, to an NFT marketplace, when you come to an NFT marketplace, you don't have a relationship with the people on there, right? People are coming mm -hmm. to buy the work. Um, you're probably having, if you do have a community somewhere, you're driving them from these other places, right? Yes. To that, from Twitter, um, usually, or Instagram, to those platforms. Right. 
So whereas on DeviantArt, your, your following is there. You don't need to drive people from mm -hmm. any other platform. They're already on the platform and, and watching you. So whatever monetization you're doing on the platform is happening directly there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question, and I know it maybe it comes across as confrontational, and I don't want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> But to me, here's you the... do it in such a nice way. <laughs> here's the crux of the problem for me, is yeah. that as of now, anyway, yeah. DeviantArt has custody of all of that art ultimately, right? Like DeviantArt is the custodial keeper of those works, right? Because they're not on a blockchain; they're on right. some kind of central server right. that that DeviantArt controls, right? And of course, that's the big thing with NFTs that is so appealing to a lot of people is that they actually have total and irrefutable custody of those works. How do you see that maybe, how do you deal with that problem? So, I mean, I understand. I think that the advantage of DeviantArt obviously is that we have been around for so long, right? And mm -hmm. we're a very, very stable platform. We're a very open platform. Um, I think that we have a really good history and reputation of caring for artists and their artwork. And our intention is to continue to do that in the same manner. Um, but that being said, I understand why artists would want the option to be able to mint their work to the blockchain and have that you know, completely um, documented in that way in that public forum so that they have that complete uh, public ownership or if they choose to sell it that way. Um, so, so we get it. We hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because I look at it and I think this is potentially disrupting your business model. Potentially disrupting, potentially um, expanding, right? Depends right. how we look at it, yeah. I guess, yeah, you got to keep those things uh, up your sleeve, so to speak, right? I mean... Right. I mean, but, yeah. I'm, I'm not coming here, as I said, to announce anything about <laughs> NFTs today. But, but what I do want to say is... Maybe right, someday you can come back on and make an announcement. I will be very happy to do that. I there will be one at some point. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, you know, DeviantArt today doesn't look the same as it looked 20 years ago when we sure, first started, or 10 mm -hmm. years ago, or five years ago. And I think what is so great about DeviantArt is that we understand that you know, the world and the web is continually evolving and that mm -hmm. artists have to do that in order to survive themselves. And maybe even more than that, uh, oftentimes artists and creatives are the ones who are kind of spearheading the evolution of where things are headed. Mm -hmm. um, and our goal is to be there alongside them. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to ask you another challenging question is the, the environmental concern you know, that a number of artists in the more traditional spaces who don't necessarily, you know, totally get what's going on with blockchain. That's a primary concern for a number of those people. And it is a legitimate concern right now. What are your thoughts on the whole problem? So I think that, first of all, not just with blockchain, but really with a lot of um, different kinds of technology that require you to, you know, spin servers and, and do things. Sure. You have mm -hmm. a carbon footprint. And there are things that you can do to offset your carbon footprint. So I would say in general, I would expect um, people who are responsible and you know functioning in these spaces to think about that and, and be responsible about how they take responsibility of 
you know, their impact on the environment. And, you know, there is a lot of interesting development in the space where I think that we're going to see less and less impact um, to climate, you know, as people are thinking about um, how the minting process is done in a more effective and efficient way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's early days, I think, for NFTs, and there is a lot of progress to be made here. I think that there are a lot of marketplaces doing cool stuff in the space. So I hope that that continues to be the trend kind of cross and that we see less and less climate impact over time. Mm-hmm. So it's an issue to be spoken about, but um, I feel like, you know, people overlook a lot of what's happening and kind of fo- for some reason focus in on this problem specifically around NFTs. Not not sure why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes a story, I guess, right? Um, I, I don't, are you into, you know, looking at some of the different blockchains and how they're resolving some of those problems? Like, do you follow that with Ethereum or Tezos or any of those? Right. I, I mean... We're very interested in understanding how people are solving these problems, especially, you know, as we consider our relationship with the blockchain and the NFT space, we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're approaching it with the right partners um, mm-hmm. in the future. So we're, we're definitely looking at what people you're not, are. You're not naming to. any names. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying to bait me here, but no, we're not, <laughs> we're not going to go there. I have to do it. I have to do it. <laughs> for listeners coming from the other side coming from DeviantArt listening to this you know the the thing that I think tends to get overlooked and uh, you know is underestimated is how much this stuff improves over time right right you know like for example I was talking to Vaughn Davis a little while ago about and he's the general manager at Dream Hotels and we were talking about um, Tesla's and I've said in the past, I don't know if they're the solution. I mean, that lithium, you know, that's really bad. Like, there's a lot of environmental damage being done to create those batteries, right? You know, and I don't know if it's the solution, but he came, he was saying, but it's an iteration. Everything's iterative, right? You know, this is step by step. It's going to improve, right? So uh, I, I'm happy to hear that you are investigating it and that it is something that, you know, won't hold you back because i think for a lot of people their understanding of it is well the way it is now is the way it's going to be yeah i i first of all i completely agree with you that it is improving so much and Mm -hmm. you know i think the whole concept of of nfts i think it's an evolution of what the web looks like and how things will be put out in the web in the future and how far away is that future is debatable and for what audiences you know and it's uh, all a matter of perspective but i think you know at some point we won't talk about nfts as nfts it will just be the way that you put stuff out on the web right mm-hmm. so well you've seen that happen i mean you've been there when deviant art was new and it was like what digital art on the internet you surely must have heard arguments of like why would people pay for this what was your answer back then in 2000? I, what... I still hear arguments yeah, yeah, yeah. why would people pay for this? And I'm like, you know, with DeviantArt, I feel like you just, you either get it or you don't, right? It's yep. like one of those things. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I'm just saying, you know, because you've faced that question as a company. I mean, not just you personally, but you've faced that question for dec- more than a decade now. Yeah, yeah. For more than two decades now, we've faced yeah, that question. Right. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it, it's kind of 
just, you know, the early stages of it where people are trying to wrap their brains around what exactly this means and what it looks like. And the technology still has so far to go. I mean, it's developing mm -hmm. in leaps and bounds. There's still so much more we can do with it. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how, how the space uh, develops. Mm -hmm. One thing that is cool with DeviantArt is you can easily connect that digital work to a physical good of some sort, yes? Like, can you talk about that a little bit in terms of what's offered through DeviantArt for an artist in terms of being able to sell physical goods? Sure. So we offer, obviously, prints, first mm -hmm. of all. So and prints uh, in all the forms. It can be uh, canvas, um, photography, you know, all the different kinds of um, uh, paper and size and so on, mm -hmm. um, with framing, without framing, so that, the whole deal. And then also various kinds of merchandise. So in terms of merchandise, every, I guess like all the typical stuff that you're used to, things like phone covers and mugs and uh, mouse pads um, and clothing and bags and, and that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. really runs the, the full gambit there. Um, and then we also do pop-up shops with artists every once in a while where we'll do specific merchandising for that artist. But then those mm -hmm. are going to be kind of like short-term runs of whatever they're, they're putting out. So then specific artists can do um, other things. So, See, I'm kind of thinking for myself as an NFT artist, it might be kind of cool to make a DeviantArt account and do like the merchandise side of things. Absolutely. Come, come hang out on DeviantArt with us. We'll help you with your merchandising. We'll protect your art from art infringement, from those other NFT artists stealing your, your work. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought of it that direction because it seems like everything's moving toward NFTs, but it's the whole physical element is that whole other part that tends to how to bridge I can't that, wait right? to see, yeah, how all these pieces come together, right? Because I think mm -hmm. at the end of the day for an artist, there are so many ways for you to monetize on your work. And a piece of art can be so many different things. And um, I think seeing how artists kind of play around with that entire um, spectrum of, of opportunities is really interesting. Um, you know, maybe some pieces are put out in all forms and then others kind of lend themselves better to a specific one. Mm -hmm. So for the merchandise part, like I'm asking for myself now, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's say, like, I always do these zombies and I do like portraits of people and so forth. And I say, oh, okay, I want to put these on shirts. Are there mechanisms there in DeviantArt to do that? Or do I need to go to third parties to do that? Or how is that working in terms of me taking my artist design, putting it on a mug and selling it? Is that all wrapped up there or do I have to go elsewhere? Right, so some of the merchandising is all wrapped up there in, in the mm -hmm. platform. Um, and then now I'll put on my Wix hat for a second okay. if you want. But um, you could also go about it by like creating your own website. You could do drop shipping so you don't have to do the merchandising yourself. Um, so like drop shipping uh, okay. is a really easy way to kind of ease into it. Because... Can you explain that? Sure. Again, so... I don't even know what you're talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> so create a website i'm sure you get you know yes. put up your your website you could turn the website now into an e-commerce website where Correct. you would sell merchandise yep. but the problem with selling merchandise on an e-commerce website is you have to have the merchandise right yes. like now you have to go and turn and become an expert in printing t-shirts 
which you don't necessarily want to become. No, I don't um, want And handle all of the shipping and all of that kind of stuff. So um, drop shipping, essentially what it does is connects you directly with the supplier, right? So you oh, just okay. provide the art um, and then you're connected to a supplier who will print your art on whatever merchandise you choose. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I mean, whatever merchandise you choose. Um, and then they'll take care of everything. So your, if, you, if your website is connected to mm -hmm. a dropshipping um, platform, which on Wix is just an app that you install on your website and you're good to go, all of your orders go automatically to the supplier and they will take care of all the shipping for you. So that really you, you become the marketing side, if you like, mm -hmm. um, of the business. You know, you put your face on it, your front, it's your work, your art. Um, but then you have a supplier behind the scenes who takes care of all the logistics. Um, so you're saved from all the headaches and you're not ending up with closets full of t-shirts in your house. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so I got to ask you then, what what's the cost involved in that to the artist? Like what kind of commission am I paying to get this all done? So on for hosting a website and whatever platform you're choosing, you're paying for the website itself. Sure. And then typically the way that it will work with dropshipping is that you'll have a base price from the supplier of mm -hmm. whatever, like let's say you're doing t-shirts. So they'll say, I'll give you these t-shirts if you're sending them at 10 bucks. And then you choose what your markup is. So you could decide that you're selling them for 15 bucks or 20 bucks on okay. the website. Um, it's up to you. You decide the margin between what the supplier says and you sell. Huh. Very interesting. I should maybe get into some merchandising. <laughs> it's a whole other avenue. It's a whole other avenue. If you have the audience, absolutely. I think that like dropshipping can really work wonders when the person who's doing it has audience and knows how to do marketing, right? Because that's really mm. what good dropshippers need to know is how to be digital marketers. Mm -hmm. So any good tips for me? How could I market this effectively? I mean, you are a chief marketing officer. <laughs> <laughs> You're the person I should ask this question. So, so I would start by going through your existing channels. I mean, you, you know how to do this. You're doing it for NFT. <laughs> I'm so for it's the really, benefit of the listeners. It's, it's really no difference. But yeah, I mean... Always you want to build up your community, your following. So figure out what the channel is that works for you, right? That could be on any social channel. It could be in a forum. You could create your own community if you wanted to, but figure out how you're connecting directly with your fans. Mm -hmm. um, connect with them on, on things that they really care about and on your work and, and on who you are. Mm -hmm. And then the monetization is a piece of that, right? If you're just going to try and be a shitty salesperson and keep pumping stuff at them, no one's going to want to buy anything from you. Mm -hmm. um, but if they genuinely like you <laughs> and your art, <laughs> and then you give them a way to support you or buy a piece of that art, be it an NFT or a t-shirt or a print, mm -hmm. um, then hopefully they'll support you. See, here's my idea I'm just thinking of right now. Okay. I'm working on a generative project. I don't want to say too much about it. Okay. But let's just say it ends up having, I don't know, 10,000 pieces. Okay. Wouldn't it be cool? Just saying. Wouldn't it be cool to have just a single shirt of each piece? So there'd be, there'd be 10,000 shirts. And if you buy that one, whichever one it is, you could redeem that token for that shirt. And there's only one shirt 
Wouldn't that be cool? Very cool. And very doable, by the way. Now, would that be very doable? Explain to me, how, how would I go about doing that with the merchandise side of it? Because that to me is the daunting part. I've often considered pairing my digital work with something physical. And so I'm kind of delving into this topic a lot because it really perks my in, piques my interest. Perks my interest? Peaks my, I don't know. Captures my interest. <laughs> Talk to me about the practical side of it. How in the world would I do that with 10,000 shirts? I just That's right. just a, a number I'm just picking out of the blue. And wow, we would definitely need to get somebody much more technical than me to advise <laughs> you on how to build this website. But uh, what I would say is that really you would just need your database of mm -hmm. all the art to mm -hmm. connect to that merchandising function, right? Because again, if you're using that supplier who's going to provide the stuff, it doesn't really matter to them. They just need to get the order from you. So this art on this item that they're already providing you as merchandising. Mm -hmm. So you probably need to do some custom dev on your website and not just use a plug and play app for it. Um, but I think as long as you're sending those orders, direct to the supplier and you're using merchandise that you and them have agreed upon um, that they have in stock your goods. I'm really intrigued by this. It could be very interesting. Yeah. It'd be really fun, actually. Hmm. Very fun. Yeah, I would like to have a shirt of my NFT. Right. right. Like that's just another way to go and say, hey, I own this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, what appeals to me is, okay, yeah. yes, there's a side of it where you go, okay, merchandise, uh, merchandise I want to sell like a thousand of these. I'm coming from yeah. the side of like, no, I want one of these. I want one of them. Only one person in the world gets this piece of merchandise. Yeah, it's, I totally get it. Right. It's, it's just a limited drop in a very limited drop. <laughs> Extremely limited drop. <laughs> but wouldn't that be cool if on DeviantArt, you could, and maybe this will happen in the future, right? You could have that we'll, token We'll make there. sure to give you credit. <laughs> yeah. You could have that token there where it's on DeviantArt and you just click the redeem button and you get that merchandise sent to you. Wouldn't that be wild? Totally. I think it'd be really cool. I just see these two worlds. I mean, DeviantArt is a, a behemoth in the digital art space. Is there a larger digital art website, traffic-wise? I, I doubt it. Not, not that I am aware of. There can't be. I mean, it's, it's the network effect. It's been around for so long, right? Right, right. Huh. Really cool. Anything you want to wrap up with? I've, I've answered all the questions for my benefit. So, I mean, I've asked all the questions for my benefit. So, <laughs> um, no, I think I'm, I'm going to throw a stat at you for the sake of it, since I am a marketer and, and that's what my job is. But um, let's talk about DVNR Protect and NFT. Mm -hmm. So since we launched in August this year, we have sent our artists over 11,000 alerts for potential wow. art infringement. That's kind of sad, actually. NFT. I mean, not on your part. That's kind of sad that it's happened that much. Yeah. It's not to say that all 11,000 were necessarily art infringements, okay. right? But yeah, 11,000 potential art infringements that we've already alerted to. Wow. Now, you in that cooperation with OpenSea, if they're alerted to that, have they pulled down stuff? Has that ever happened? They, they, they absolutely have. So OpenSea mm -hmm. have um, a great process where you can contact them and 
submit a complaint about your art and they will investigate it um, and take it down. Well, that's great. And so you would just contact them via like email, Twitter, whatever? Right, you can just go, they have a whole uh, explanation on their website about how to do that. I've never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I should should maybe work on protecting my art a little bit more. I don't know. I make they're, so much. It's true that for, for OpenSea and most marketplaces, by the way. They yeah, they yeah, have yeah. Uh, channels for you to contact them. Okay. See, reading instructions has never been my strength. <laughs> I, I'm the type when, you know, you get the furniture from Ikea or whatever. I'm just like, I think it works like this, you know? And, and then yeah, it's when like, it's oh, when it falls over. Yeah, yeah. You're left with like the giant bolt at the end. You're like, I'm pretty sure this was important for something. <laughs> Usually I look at the instructions after the thing collapses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're like, okay, backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> that's my personality type, whatever that is. I don't know. Uh, I forget which color that's associated with. I think it's orange or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are there personality colors? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're on Ikea's warning list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm blocked from their phone calls, you know, for support. Anyway, well, thank you very much for spending this time. It's really intriguing. I find it interesting, the overlap between the spaces. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I I love learning about the NFT space. And uh, hopefully we get to do some more stuff together moving forward. And let me know when you make the announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.